Welcome to the Millennial Marriage Podcast with your host, myself, Michael, and my beautiful wife, Jane. And we kind of want to set the table of our podcast here, a little bit about who we are, what we want to do, and for our listeners, what you can expect from us. So Jane, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, I think the reason why we wanted to do this, maybe one time, one night, we were a little bored. We're like, what's everyone doing? Are we cool enough? We're definitely not. We're definitely not cool enough. So um, if you guys can, you know, just at least make us feel like we're cool, that'd be nice. Yeah. But we figured, you know, we have such a unique background. And by that, you know, I myself um, am of Filipino descent. You know, I'm an immigrant, first generation. My family immigrated from the Philippines when I was a little girl. And so while I grew up here in the U.S., you know, I was very Americanized. But at home, I was still very much Filipino. Yeah, your mom still makes just Filipino food. And she also only speaks Tagalog, which is very weird because her accent, I believe, has gotten thicker Wow. over 30 years. It's like anti-assimilation. It's very, very <laughs> weird. So for all you Filipinos out there, you know what it's like having a Filipino mom who's very strong in her culture, very strict in her culture. You know what I'm saying? And for those of you who don't, I wasn't talking to you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit about my background. I am from Nebraska, the Midwest. I am from, I am of white, I'm half white, half Latino. Ooh la la. Oh wow. Anyway, I'm from Nebraska and eventually I moved to Arizona, which is where I eventually meet my beautiful wife, Jane. And again, that's me. And I guess we want to start this podcast uh, just how we met initially, and that is through dating apps. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your experience on dating apps and how they worked or didn't work for you? Yeah, you know, there's so many dating apps out there. There's Tinder, there's Grinder, oh. there's Playing a Fish, uh-huh. there's some other stuff. Hinge, Hinge was one of them. But I was only ever on one, mm-hmm. and that's the one that worked, and that is good old Bumble. Okay. Uh, this is not a Bumble ad, nor are we sponsoring Bumble, but uh, if any Bumble reps are out there, again, uh, we really want a sound bar. So <laughs> They already gave us free stuff. They did give us free stuff. They were very happy that we got married. Uh, Michael is actually currently wearing the Bumble hat. It is. It's, it's a yellow hat. Uh, it says Bumble on the back of the hat. And on the front, it says, big moves, big mood. Yeah, technically, though, I made the move. Well, but we'll get to that later. Okay, okay. okay but, well. but, you know, so like I'm saying, Bumble was the one that worked for me. Okay. So what first got me in the app was actually trying to get a friend right. on the app. Right. So I had a coworker back then. So you had an excuse. <laughs> I didn't realize we were throwing shade so early. <laughs> um, so she was going through a really tough time. Uh, in fact, she was going through a divorce because, you know, her husband uh, wasn't very faithful. 
Oh, yeah, I've heard that's uh, frowned upon in marriage. Yeah, that's fine. No, no. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I've heard, you too. Know, some I people are different. At least we're on the same page there. Yeah, so, and yeah Everyone definitely. knows. Yes, here. yeah, yeah. Um, so she was just having a really horrible time, and she, I know, wanted to move on. And I told her, well, everyone's on this Bumble app. We also worked with a bunch of 20-year-olds. We worked in sales, and we were their administrative assistants. And so a lot of these college kids are, you know, straight out of college. Of course, they're on these apps. They're on all kinds of weird apps. And one of them was Bumble. So they started showing us. I mean, I was only, like, 26 or 25, but I feel like I'm 80 years old with these kids. Because I'm like, whoa, what's that? What's swiping? What? You just do that? You don't have to talk to them? You just like ignore them and decline them or whatever? You never have to talk to them again? Can I tell you something? What? What I found very confusing. Mm. And this is going to sound really dumb. Probably. Yeah. You know how when you swipe, mm-hmm. it took me a long time. And this is very embarrassing. It took me a long time <laughs> to know which way swiping right was. Oh my! <laughs> I, so I tried to go like the other way. People that you actually probably I, wanted. To I don't meet? know why my brain was <laughs> wired. I didn't get it initially. I'm just telling you. Well, maybe that's why I went on Hinge first. But we'll get into that a little bit. My gosh! I'm telling. You. Hey, you know what? You swiped right on me, <laughs> and that was yeah. the right move. Good thing at that point I'd been a little bit more trained. Yeah, so that's good training right <laughs> yeah. there. You're ready for the big leagues yeah, by the yeah. time I came around. And so. Back to my story, my coworker decided she wasn't really comfortable doing this dating thing. And I, at the time, was very single. And how old is she, did you say? She was probably in her late 40s. Okay. And so she she's... had two grown kids. She okay. has no baggage. Okay. So a lot of men her age would probably look for someone like her who had no baggage, had grown kids. She had her own house at question, that point. Question for you. Mm. Is it worse... And we're a little bit younger, right? We're 30. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's worse if you're 50, 40 years old to have had a past such as marriage and kids or to not have one? I would say at that age, it's probably worse to not have a past. Like, what did you do or what? why? Right. I think I would just be asking why. Right. There's a lot of questions that come up with that. But luckily for her, she she wasn't in that situation. She had a, a story to share. And so we decided, let's make you a little profile. And she said, well, you're single too. Why don't we start doing it together? It'll be fun. I'm like, all right, fine. Since, you know, she can't do things on her own, whatever. She's very shy. You're like her little waiters into the pool. Right. So, all right, I'll show you how it's done. You'll probably, you know, I like to do things better than people anyway. So. <laughs> I'll assume a cum laude over here. And so we started getting on the apps. We're kind of like building our profiles. I'm the kind that don't like to say very much on these apps. How do you mean? So I, I, I leave a lot of details out, right? Mm. So in want- my profile, I'm just like, hey, say hi to me. It might be a good time. Or I don't actually You said, know. hey, say think- hi to me. Okay. It might be a good time. Okay. That's, no, I mean, I, that This worked on me, by the way, I guess. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> it was a very long time ago, and I forgot what I said, but it's something along the lines of, I'm not writing my whole fucking life down. Hey, okay, hey Jane. It's not an autobiography. Jane. Michael. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. So, meanwhile, 
I believe my friend was writing her whole life down. I mean, at that point, I'm like, listen, this is an app. You know, these apps, Bumble, Tinder, they're all about the photos. I mean, no one's going to fucking read a narrative about why you're, you know, where you are. They just want to see face, body, and if you're fucking weird or not. I think you also, a big red flag on those apps, of course, is when guys or girls only show like shoulder up. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? I see. Or very filtered photos also of their faces. Big red flag. Yeah, because you know Snapchat filters are running amok at this time. Snapchat was still a thing before TikTok came about. Yeah, because anybody who's not morbidly obese and love yourself, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, But you can do kind of do that like angle... Where you, it's it's like school picture day when they have you sit in that little chair, yep. little stool. Totally. And you kind of do that like head tilt, like 45 degree, mm-hmm. and you look up a little bit. And then you stick your chin out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you get that jawline going. You get the jawline, yeah. Yeah. You, and then you get that lighting just right, get that mm-hmm. shadow under the jaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can cut 60 pounds just with a good jawline and lighting. For sure. And then you get to the date and it's like, wow. The right. angles have changed. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the lights? Yeah. Can, yeah. can we please get the lighting back at they the say, table? They say the camera adds 10 pounds. How many cameras are on you in person right now? All I have is so, this flashlight. So. <laughs> she's right. older, she's yeah. writing, So she's writing her whole life. I said, yo, don't be uncool. Just put some nice photos oh, of your Your advice ass. to her was to, not, to be cool. That's really I great. said, no, my advice was don't be uncool, oh, right. but be anything else, okay. pretty much, but uncool. Sorry, I misinterpreted that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just put some nice photos up. Don't show tits or anything like that. Oh, so you're advising her to not show her tits. Keep it classy, okay. but show enough where they could put some narrative of you themselves. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So don't give away the farm. I know that means for something else, but you know what I mean? Also, don't give away the farm on your profile. Okay. And so she actually ended up going on, I believe, just one date. And I think she started swiping some more after that. But her date didn't really go very well because this guy ended up lying about his height. It was one of those red flags you mentioned. Hmm. He didn't have any full body photos in his profile. He only had like those close up, like selfies type of photos. Yeah, he got the angle. Right, so this guy's like getting school photos up. Right. And I've heard women like the chicken wing, so you know. What's that? So I'll try to audio this visual, okay? You know, you have those sorority girl pictures, right? And they're all in a line. But the one in the end kind of puts their leg up on their knee and then puts their hand on their hip, and it kind of makes a triangle with... um, <laughs> it's called the chicken wing, but they kind of push their their like hip in, and you know it doesn't do bad for the angles, but it's oh much God. the same duck I'm lips. I'm just picturing sorority girls now and like dumb group photos. I'm telling you, look, go through all your friends who are sorority girls, and you'll find at least the two From on the end. Ten years ago, yeah. I bet you know. Do you think they've revamped the chicken wing? I don't know. I don't even know what it was, to be honest. You've enlightened me well, in I the try. last yeah. 
like two minutes just now. <laughs> anyway. And so it didn't work out because, again, this guy lied about his height. He was, she was like probably another four or five inches shorter than she was. And she was already as tall as me. I'm only 5'2". This is like a 4'10 man. Pretty much. Okay. And while he was very nice, let's face it, like you've said before on these apps, you, you kind of go for the looks first. Initially, yeah. Initially. I mean, the personality wasn't enough for her to stay. Yeah. And I think she also, you know, the, the person she was divorcing was like six foot something. And so this guy was like a whole foot. <laughs> her... her- <laughs> Her standards were too high from what she had left. Exactly. By looks. Exactly. And it was quite fresh at that time. And it was her first date. But meanwhile, on my end, I was just kind of swiping here and there. Uh, I actually met a really cool guy. Dated him for about a month. Wasn't me. It was not you. (laughs) Yet. Okay, okay. So I dated this guy for about a month. He actually worked for Make-A-Wish. He was one of those. Oh, he worked for Make. I didn't know he worked for Make a Wish. Yeah, he worked for Make a Wish. Man, that had to be a a big pro. <laughs> I mean, he was like a salesperson or something. He's so, selling kids' dreams. Exactly. I, I mean, I their dreams. It was a little the... sketchy because it's like he was a fundraiser, so he's like forcing people to give money, which. Uh, okay, little side here, right? Right. So I used to be a student council advisor, right? And I don't want to get too into that, but basically. One of the things that we went to just with the Make-A-Wish thing, they had us come in, right? And they had all these student council kids sit in this gym. And one of the things that a lot of student council kids would do these donations and stuff. And they would pick their yearly. So the Stuco kids all across the state would pick what donation place they'd want to go to. So was it Red Cross, Make-A-Wish, uh, Doctors Without Borders or whatever it's called. Okay, okay. So all really good stuff. Right. But the, I thought that's all great, and the causes are great. And I always thought it was in bad taste. What they did is they had each charity come up and present to the kids, and then the kids voted on wow. which one they would do, which one they'd want to pick. And I was like, I'm happy that they're – just pick for me. Like I don't want to see the Red Cross is doing all this great stuff. Make-A-Wish is doing all this great I stuff. I totally agree. And I would have to vote. Against like kids with cancer, like charity <laughs> hunger games, <or laughs> kind of, and, and it was really nice that all these stupid kids are doing all these great things, and I just don't want to be the one who picks again because me picking yeah. four one is against the other two, I know. which made a very strange feeling in my soul. So you might have killed people. I certainly didn't help some. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll go back to your stories. I just thought of that. Oh, well, I'm glad my make a wish date, yeah. you know. Reminded you of darker times. <laughs> well, for some that didn't get the money. <laughs> um, and so he, yeah, so he worked for Make a Wish. We did it for about a month. Uh, he, there was some red flags, but I think when you're first starting to go through dating, for me it was more exciting. I was ready to go out. I had some free time, ready to meet people. I was like on cloud nine with this guy because it was going so well that I overlooked some things that were actually major red flags. What'd you overlook? So he was with his ex-girlfriend for about five years. Okay. And they were huge Cardinal fans. Uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals football team. So they always had season t- tickets together. And so the 
month that we were dating, football season was coming up, and I'd never been to a Cardinals game. Okay. And so I thought you'd think I'd he think. would be like, well, I got these season tickets. Right. He's, I used he's to clutch. Share them. Right. I share them with my girl or my ex-girlfriend. We had the season passes together, but we're not going to go to the same games. But sometimes we might end up at the same games because there's just the two tickets. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so it's a little weird, but so I'm your not. Your ex, you know, that you broke up with about two years ago. Okay. That you were with for five years, that you used to share a house with, is still you still see her every year during football season. Is what I'm getting. Right. All right. Well, now that it's like me, because I'm gonna keep <laughs> dating you some more. It is fun. <laughs> this is the first one. Yes. And so by the end, I was just kind of tired of it. I'm like. When are you going to take me to a game already? I'm glad you're having fun over there. Because he would text me from a game and be like, she's probably around here too. And I'm like, okay, cool. I don't, that, that'd yeah, be so weird. we got to talk when you get back. <laughs> and uh, after that, he actually ended up ghosting me. Oh. Has that ever happened to you? I'm sure it I, happens to a lot of people on those apps. And I feel for you. It's happened on the app, but not after like dating them. I was dating for a month, and then he said he gave me the peace emoji. Mm-hmm. You know, th- those emojis just came out at that time, and he was already using it. <laughs> He's stabbing you with he, a real already, fresh knife. <laughs> it was a fresh emoji. Yeah. I remember when those downloads just came down with, from the iPhone. And he just said, peace emoji, and then blocked me on everything. Well, you actually blocked He you. actually blocked my number. I couldn't text you, it back. Should I ask you more questions? <laughs> Are you a threat? <laughs> I know. I'm still scared. <laughs> I feel like I haven't fully been. This is the be. first I've heard of the full story here. Now they're blocking. Yeah, you know what? I don't think I've ever told you this story, but he ended up just blocking my number. You know, so I couldn't text it. And then we were friends on Instagram, and he also blocked me on that. Oh, cool, cool. I didn't have Facebook, so, you know, nothing to block there. Yeah. And... Even though I knew it wasn't going to work out, it still hurt because it's oh, like yeah. I feel like I didn't get closure. It was just kind of like, bye. It is a... Because I think he also kind of felt, because I said, we should talk. Oh, so he knew he, maybe he the walls felt were coming it. in. I'm going to say he felt it and then he was a coward and didn't, you know, wanted to do, do the dumb thing first. Yeah. Just to not get hurt. So I'm going to, that's how I'm going to remember it. Okay. And that's okay. how everyone's going to remember it after okay. listening to Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But... After him, I lined up a couple more dates. In fact, I lined up three dates for a weekend. And the first two... Man, big pimping over here. ...were shit. And my last date, I thought, ugh, I, I, I don't even think I want to go. Because okay. it's just... I've already had two shit dates this weekend. I just need to stay home and relax. Out of gas. Right. But it was actually my friend, my coworker, who was on those apps saying, you know, just try it. After this guy, if he sucks, just get off and take a break from the app or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I guess, right. It's not very nice to cancel last minute. And so guess who that guy was? Was it me? (laughs) It was you. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm very glad I didn't cancel, and that's what uh, led me to you. Oh, well, that's such a sweet story. Yeah, I know. I'm very sweet and cool. Yeah, you ended up being pretty sweet and cool. <laughs> um, so what about you? I mean, what were your experiences like on 
on dating? Because you actually used other apps besides Bumble before you That's know, right. we I met. was well-versed in the app Hinge. Uh, for those of you who don't know what the app Hinge is. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone take your notebooks out. Oh, sharpen my. those pencils. Yeah, we're going to have a, I mean, being a teacher, you got to take the notes <laughs> down. So Hinge, very similar to Tinder and Bumble in that you put up pictures. The big difference would be that you also include quotes. For example, a quote would be, Hinge will prompt you with a couple things that you can write about. So okay. for example, who would be the best celebrity to hang out on a weekend with? And that was my prompt or one of them that I picked, right? And I put Jimmy Buffett so we could have margaritas together all weekend, right? Right, of course. A, a girl would then see my profile and much like Tinder, you would like, unlike Tinder, you instead of swiping, you'd like there are certain things on their okay. profile. So there'd be pictures that you could see. And put a little heart next to you if you liked it. Once you hit the heart, you could send a little message. Or okay. you could actually heart the quote or the thing about them. Oh, so did you purposely put weird stuff that you knew? It was kind of like the bait. If a girl like this, she's a keeper. And this is a Jimmy Buffett thing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of times you would see profiles that are two truths and a lie. And they would write, you know. Two truths and a lie. Enjoy. Oh, wow, is that how that worked? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That is how that worked. And so, obviously, you would try to guess the truth or the lie, and then the conversation would explode from there. The idea being that it would give you a starting thing to talk about when you got to the conversation instead of you're very beautiful or, you know, the lame mm -hmm. pickup lines right. that come with the photocentric apps. And it's not to say that Hinge wasn't photocentric. Obviously, you had to put photos. That's the bait mm -hmm. you put on the hook to actually meet somebody. For sure. During the Hinge time, I had a few dates. I dated a nurse for a while. She, I guess my red flags for this girl would have been on the first date. She sat down and within 20 minutes, she talked about her ex-boyfriend. Did you ask or is it just No, like it just came up. Came out. Just came out. And so while at the, I should say this is right after my divorce. And so I hadn't exactly calibrated to dating <laughs> world. And so as I sat there listening to this and I was just like, somebody has to pay attention to me. I'm, I'm free like falling. Me, yeah. I'm damaged. <laughs> I'm damaged. Exactly. It's like, wow, I'm so happy you're here. You know, one of the things that I've, you know, we haven't talked about my divorce at all yet. Uh, we'll eventually, I'm sure, get into that more. At the end, it, the love was basically gone. And so there wasn't a lot of reciprocation of like affection, right? Because we just be, kind of became roommates and that's it just kind of died. Right. And, and one of the things that I really enjoyed about dating after that was getting affection back. And so because at that point it kind of all faded away, it was very easy to overlook those red flags because it was just somebody there who was more or less generally interested in what I had to say. And, you know, you just kind of want to feel it out. And she was a nice person. But I think in looking back, those red flags, had I been more calibrated to the dating world and, you know, maybe felt a little bit better about where I was, you know, my own worth at the time, I probably would have double took a little bit. Anyway, so then she said also that he dealt drugs 
marijuana. He wasn't like hardcore. I asked like, what kind of drugs? What kind of drugs and where does he live? But you know, Michael's got a soldier on here. I mean, this is the first time you're out. And, you know, the biggest, all that aside, the biggest downfall of the relationship was she wasn't really emotionally available or physically available. She lived uh, almost an hour away from where I was. Being a nurse, she has very strange hours. She had to be on call. Right, yeah. And, you know, I would get off at two. She'd start at four. Yeah. And that made it very difficult to date. You know, just the distance and fatigue through all that. And so eventually it ended. And then, you know, I dated a couple girls here and there. Nothing was really super exciting. Nothing more that, that lasted more than two or three dates. Um, realize you kind of learn about yourself and what you're attracted to and what you're not attracted to as you do those types of dates. And then eventually, as I was doing Hinge, you know, I wasn't getting as much traction as I wanted or the dates weren't going as well as I'd hoped. So I switched to Bumble. Bumble is very standard. You know, you put the pictures up, you put a little bit, you put the bio and. But the girls get to talk first. Which actually, as a guy, I really appreciated because when you are a guy and maybe as a woman you can relate or not relate to this as a guy when you are on those apps you tend to send a lot of empty messages in that you don't accept expect reciprocation when you send everything right so the nice thing about bumble was that when a girl would match with me and then send a message i knew that there was something there at the very least, she was interested in going on a date. Now, I had to, you know, finish the job off, if you will, to like keep conversation going. And, you know, there's one message, but if I don't mess it up, there's probably a date at the end of the, the train there. Whereas Hinge, you can send a message out and it's probably going to the abyss. Right. For a guy. I don't know. As a woman, would you say that you liked the fact that you would message first on Bumble? Was that attractive to you when you had that app? Or did... Or... You know, at first, it, it was definitely difficult because I didn't have much experience asking out men. You know, mm-hmm. I was always, you know, going back to my Filipino culture where, you know, it was like taboo to, to for a woman to go pursue a man. You know, a woman should be pursued in, in that sense, which I think a lot of, you know, even American culture still values today. I think right. a lot of women still want to be pursued, though it's become very progressive now, you know, in 2021. It doesn't matter anymore. But to me, I had never done that. So I will say the hardest thing if you're first getting into Bumble, if you're a girl, um, whatever, just do it. Because I think, you know, the hardest thing is, is saying the first hi. But really, that's all you need to do. Once you once you say the first hello, I mean, they just keep rolling on. Like, yeah. it's not so bad. You just have to start the conversation. But I think for a lot of women, it's very nerve-wracking for them because... Um, it's probably not a norm that a lot of women have to go through. But again, that was almost three years ago when right. you're on that app. And I'm sure Bumble has just exploded in popularity where it doesn't really you know, matter anymore. But at that time, I know a lot of my girlfriends really didn't like that aspect of that. They app. didn't like the... They didn't. So yeah. they, you, you attribute that to them wanting to be pursued? Yes, they. I mean, just like me, we were in the mindset that if a guy wanted us, they should 
message us. And so it was weird that the app kind of twisted it the right. other way. But do you feel now I've heard, obviously not a girl, I've heard that a lot of women get just a multitude of messages and that kind of cuts that part of the dating apps out. So like in Hinge, for example, a guy can just, you know, throw messages at all these perceived very attractive women and that girl would be inundated with all these extra messages that they just can't comb through. Do you feel like Bumble helps in that aspect? Am I just off base or... I mean, I was just swatting dicks on the app anyway. <laughs> I bet. No, no. Um, it is nice that I feel like uh, it gave me more control, you know, as a, as a woman who is pursuing a dating app or like a, a date. Because, you know, a lot of my dating happened like very organically back then. It was the first time I've ever used a dating app. But I like that it put me in control where, you know, whoever I matched with, I mean, they got to wait for me to say something. Right. I can't really do anything. And so it was nice to, to be able to match and kind of like pick and choose from your matches right. and see who you want to talk to. And then you never really have to talk to the other guys that maybe you decided not to, right. to pursue anyway. But I think... You know, that's in all dating apps, at the end of the day, you just have to be open mm -hmm. to communication overall. And you just have to think um, with no expectations. Mm -hmm. Just have fun and get out there. Even though it sounds really cliche, I think when you're having fun, that's, the, that's where you can put your best self forward on those dates. And so. when things come very naturally, and it... it seems more like you're meeting a person instead of being on a date you know you're really right. getting to know that person as they it, it the it almost shifts in a way where it goes from interview to a nice conversation with somebody you're interested in exactly and i think you know when we met that that happened very quickly so so to get to where we're going here right um when we met you know we initially there was that interview stage but i think we we breeze past it very quickly. And when you know, you almost do kind of know. The other dates that I think we both went on in the past never was quite that quick as a connection. I mean, I want to see you. We can talk about the date itself. But we had like a six-hour date. And then we transitioned into another date at a sushi restaurant. And so our date was almost eight hours long the first time, which was, I think, what made me know that this is somebody who was obviously very interested in me. Yeah, no, for sure. I think when when things come very naturally is um, when you know it feels right. Right, exactly. Because, I mean, who wants to stay for an eight-hour day if you're not yeah. really, <laughs> you know, if both parties aren't into it? I mean, I actually know of a friend, actually it was my best friend, uh, that got stuck on a five-hour date because he was just too nice to see. <laughs> <laughs> Hoisted by my own niceness. <laughs> And that was just like organically. Yeah. Never used any apps or anything. But you know, I think that's that's what I thought made our date so special is because we weren't even really looking at the time. We never looked at mm. what time it was or if it was right. late or how long we've been there. Conversation just really flowed, and I think that's what's great too. When when you get on these apps, my advice would be be ready. You know, be ready with your best self. And be open to possibly having a relationship. So, and I think 
much like interviews, don't prepare too much. Just go in and be yourself. And if it flows, it flows. And if it, do it doesn't, it doesn't. You have to know um, what you want, but be willing to be, you know, surprised. Right. And I think a lot of that, too, is, is knowing already who you are and what you want. Because I think you and I, you know, when we met, you had already been married before and gone through a divorce. We've, you've also dated other women on the app. And same with me. I mean, I, I didn't have much dating experience, but I knew exactly what I want and what I didn't want. And I knew people in my life who have always had a relationship and they've been so miserable and yeah. stuck in it. And I didn't want that for myself. So I think by the time that you and I met, we both kind of knew what and what we wouldn't tolerate in a relationship. Yeah. And so I think that's what makes things really work. You know, it's really not about the app. It's just knowing yourself and knowing what you want and putting yourself out there. So. Exactly. Well, I think we need to wrap up this episode and have a wonderful evening together. We just got back from our date at Kona Grill. Uh, we are going to continue on with our dating uh, life. We just want to talk about how we met, the, the apps, and next week's episode will be about our actual dates and the first few maybe months of our relationship and how we interacted with family, friends, yes. introductions Let's get to into family. The, uh, nitty gritty intercultural relationship. Yeah, we'll have to talk about <laughs> for me what it was like to jump into a first generation Filipino family in America as a very white person culturally. I mean, I'm half Latino, but I'm from Nebraska. I'm very culturally white through and through. So we'll talk about that next week and just how we maneuvered your family. And then because my family is in Nebraska, there's a little bit less there, but <laughs> we'll talk about what we had to do to make everybody happy. Including, yes. especially ourselves. Plenty, plenty to talk about. Well, until next week, viewers, uh, we're going to say goodbye. Listeners, listeners. Oh, listeners. <laughs> we're not on TV. <laughs> Have a good night, guys.